This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. the uh, Democratic National Convention. Oh, man! Better than any of the other nights? I mean, better than any other program ever (laughs) broadcast on television. That was just terrific stuff. You know, start to finish. I mean, from... uh, I I picked it up maybe around uh, Martin O'Malley, who was just magnificent. Um, Was he really bad? Yeah. He was very bad. I mean... He's saying things like America doesn't build walls. Wait, what? We've got a freaking wall around the White House, douche. Well, I'll bet there's a wall around your house, or a fence at least. We build walls all the time to keep other people out of our homes. We have walls and locks on our doors. Don't tell me we America doesn't build walls. It's just asinine. It's just asinine. Yes, that is an asinine position. And I mean, he came it, out with, uh, you know, no jacket, his shirt, a button. Yeah, open. and he his looked, tie tried was... Trying to, yeah, to be Mr. Casual, just agonizing. Yeah. yeah. So you wonder, you know, I looked up there and I thought, ah, Martin O'Malley, good-looking guy, he's, you know, fairly literate, he's... Why didn't he do better? And then he starts speaking. And then you realize, oh, yeah, that's right. If he'd he have just come sucks. out and played his guitar, done a song for us, it would have been okay. Yeah. It is that, though. I mean, you're right. And this is the issue with uh, many candidates. It's the hardest thing to do. And Barack Obama showed you last night um, how hard it is to do. You look at Barack Obama's speech. You look at Tim Kaine's speech. You realize. Tim Kaine sucked. I, again, I mean, Kaine sucked. He, and Barack Obama was okay. Thing well. He sounded pretty natural. You know, and sometimes guys don't when they're on teleprompter. Yeah. But, he, but he sounded pretty natural. Uh, it was just, I don't know, he just, the substance of what he said and the way he kept repeating certain phrases like, let me ask, can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Let me, can I tell you a joke? Can I say a word that I'm about to say? Just say just it. say it. Go with it. Will you? Stop asking permission. Terrible. Um, he was, yeah, he was he's, not good. He's, again, like, I don't think... A couple of things I, I learned from the Kane thing, watching it last night. One is he's nothing special. No. You know, he's just, and I mean, he, he is what we thought he was, which is a, you know, boring choice because they don't want to screw things up mm-hmm. thinking Donald Trump will implode. I mean, that is co- completely why he was chosen. Um, it's in a swing state, might help him maybe in Virginia. But that's why he was chosen. He, but he's nothing dynamic. Um, I have... I don't think Mike Pence is dynamic either. In fact, I think they both chose the same 
person, Pretty essentially. Close. Like, I mean, not policy-wise, obviously, but they made the same decision. Let's not make this about the VPs. Um, but I have no fear of Mike Pence getting destroyed in a debate by by uh, Tim Kaine. I would expect him to win it. Um, uh, you know, unlike when you know, I do I, back when it was Palin versus Biden, there was wor- I had worries there. Um, I did not have any worries here. He uh, he's he's it's not that he's not formidable. He's never lost an election. Um, Kane hasn't. Kane has never lost an election. Hmm. Um, he's a formidable guy. He was governor and senator. Um, you know, he, you know, he has some things that some might define as moderate. Um, really, he's got a hundred percent voting record with NARAL, so I don't consider him at all to be pro-life or even anywhere close to it. Mm. However, he's he's not the worst choice in the world. They didn't want to pick like they could have picked uh, Julian Castro and taken a big risk, and he maybe he would have been dynamic and maybe he would have been terrible. Um, they decided not to go that route. I think probably the right choice. Uh, you know, I think that's probably, and I think the same you thing with Trump. Radicals on the ticket. Then. You know, do you want Trump to pick um, Christie or no. Gingrich? I, I think there's a legitimate choice to to um, to say. There's a legitimate argument to say they're much more consistent with the campaign. Um, they'll say anything. They'll argue about stuff that they don't really believe. Uh, they're passionate. They fit better with Trump than Pence does. Mm-hmm. Pence instead is, as we were talking about yesterday, is batting cleanup, where he just has to come out and, 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 and release smart statements to try to explain Trump's dumb statements. That's a weird yeah. position um, to be in. But, I mean, you know, I heard Giuliani on CNN. He's doing the same thing. I mean, like, they're all the surrogates. That's their role here is to try to explain away what the candidate says. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I get it. I don't know that Pence is particularly good at that. Uh, but he is not going to get in the way. He's not going to make himself the story. And I think those, that's the choice of both campaigns here. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And then you see that against Barack Obama, who, um, you know, for all of his negatives, the one thing he does well are speeches, and not just speeches, speeches at conventions. Yeah. Like he's not a gr- I don't yeah. think he makes great speeches talking about the details of health care. But he makes great speeches when he's talking about soaring vision, quoting Ronald Reagan, quoting the founders. When he he's able to position things all like that, he, he does hates. well. Yeah. Ronald Reagan, oh, yeah. founders. It's all disingenuous <laughs> and fake. You know. But you realize watching every other speaker, mm-hmm. and I think this is encouraging, by the way, for the future of conservatism and the future of the Republican Party, if you care about those sorts of things. It's very possible the last eight years can be pretty much explained by one dynamic speaker, one dynamic candidate. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton can't is going to be completely destroyed by what Barack Obama did last night. When you put them side by side, she's going to be uninspiring. She's going to be poor. She's, well, she's, and she might she's try to make convincing. up for her inadequacies by screeching, too, which I, I, know. Find. Yes, I hope, I hope she does. So. I, mean, I hope so. We, I hope yeah, she does. For, for our sake, we can only hope, but, yeah. man, she, I hope her advisors are telling her, he'll chill. You know, and it, it, it was kind of interesting to listen to uh, Kane pander last night to Spanish-speaking people. I mean, over and over he breaks in. Okay, I get it. You can speak Spanish. <laughs> I know. Okay. Like how we I were supposed to feel was, wait, wouldn't it be amazing if a Jeez, white guy man. could speak right. Spanish? Oh, my God! He, he did! He oh, does! My Where's my ballot? Wow. Where's my ballot? I want to place my vote now. Yeah. 
I, it's stupid. It was not the uh, way mm. it was handled when uh, like Marco Rubio spoke Spanish a few times. That was never handled. George <coughs> Bush no. spoke right. Spanish. Jeb Bush spoke a lot of Spanish. No one cared about any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, they just care about it when uh, Tim Kaine does it, apparently. And it, he said some interesting three... Really interesting things. One is that if, you know, for those who, uh, the, those disaffected Republicans who are looking, uh, who, are, who are looking for the party of Lincoln, you found a home with us. With, wait, was Lincoln, was Abraham Lincoln a communist? <laughs> because you guys all are. So how have I found a home with you? What the hell? Maybe Lincoln at his most controversial, where he suspended parts of the Constitution during the Civil War. We found a home with you there, maybe. I mean, the other thing he said was uh, that uh, he wanted to tell us something funny about the Senate. And uh, the funny thing was, when other people aren't listening, uh, Republicans would come up to him all the time and say, you know... Hillary was a tremendous senator. Hillary was a great senator. I want one name. Give me a, a name names if you're going to do that. I mean, yeah. anybody can stand up there and say Republicans did this or that and in secret. Yeah, tell us who then. Mm-hmm. If if that really happened, I want to know who did it. There's only what fifty four mm. names. There's, yes, um, so that it could possibly be. So I mean, you know, now, like, I I hesit, I doubt that anybody did that with him. But then Stu brought up a couple of names that you know make me have some pause. <laughs> yeah, because there's two ways to take that, and I think you're probably right that no one said it to him, and he's just lying. So yeah. that is right up front. That's the most likely scenario. But part of me thinks that. There are enough smarmy Republicans yep. uh, to come out and I mean, say that's those sorts of things and them, actually right? believe them. Yes. I mean, you know, uh, the first name that popped into my head was Orrin Hatch, Orrin Hatch, a guy who was best friends with Orrin Ted Kennedy, freaking uh, you Hatch, know, who constantly praises uh, people on the left yeah. um, because of the decorum of the Senate. Of course, right. then trashes uh, people who are actually conservative. Um, so John McCain, possible. Olympia McCain Snow, Susan yes. Collins. Yes. I mean, there are names now, out none there. None of those people would surprise me at all, and they're really not even a Republican. Lisa Murkowski. So, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's plenty Maybe of names. Maybe even the Turtles. What's that? Maybe even the Turtles. Maybe I Mitch McConnell. That the I know. Said it. I know. Uh, but give us those names. I want to know about them so we can campaign against them all hard. Yeah. Uh, but Thad they won't because, they won't because right. of the decorum. Right. Uh, yes, yes. That's so true. I think it is possible that it happened. Um, although none of the Republicans that they that would do that would would be people that we'd probably respect. And the other thing that really pissed me off was, and you know, <laughs> excuse me, bless you. You know that I'm not a huge Trump supporter, but <clears throat> this nonsense about his tax plan. Some independent uh, uh, independent analyst said that the Trump tax plan would cost Americans thirty trillion dollars in debt. What? What? <laughs> what? A, uh, that's not how a tax cut works. Right. A tax cut gives the government somewhat less money, but it's usually made up for in the fact that the economy is boosted, so all the revenue actually goes up. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about there, but a tax cut doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. A tax cut doesn't cost the government money. Spending costs the government money. Right, and, and that's why, and this is not how the analysis uh, was done to my understanding. However, if you were to take 
the entirety mm. of the Trump platform, it very well may cost $30 trillion. This is a guy who's saying the government is going to pay for everyone's health care. That is not going to be covered is a guy who's saying, well, that could cost, expand. but that's not the tax cut. Right. But if he, if he were to cost mm. or, or to cut taxes and then expand all the programs, sure. he's promised to expand Medicaid, Medicare, uh, uh, universal health care, um, mm. uh, obviously military spending. He said he's going to increase, which some of that is understandable and you might agree with. Um, but they're going to keep they're going to keep going and going and going with these things. Um, and in the end, it. We would definitely go into a debt with a Trump presidency, not because of the tax cuts, but because of the spending. I mean, remember, he's also there and they're not factoring also the fact that he's coming to the table saying he's raising some people's taxes, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an important part of this, although it's changed so many times, it's hard to know which plan they scored. It's but it's like it's like this company coming to me and saying, Pat, we're not going to give you a raise for the next 10 years. And me saying, well, you've just cost me $4 million. You've just put me $4 million in debt. No. Well, no. We're just not going to pay you more than we're currently now paying you. We're going to continue to pay you. We're We're, going to continue to pay you what you're you're making. Right. But we're not going to pay you another uh, increase on top of that. Well, that's the same thing they're saying now, is that that's going to cost Thirty trillion. First of all, thirty trillion is absolutely preposterous. The Trump plan, to my knowledge, is a tax increase for the wealthiest Americans. I mean, he said it certainly he many times. He has said it over and over again. Is that he's going to raise taxes on the wealthiest? Uh, so how is that costing the government thirty trillion dollars? It's, I mean, ludicrous. Yeah, and and, 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 and to to. To, to, to play with your analogy a little bit there, it's it's almost more like someone's like you going to the company and them, them saying like, look, uh, you know, we're going to uh, we're not going to cut cost. Uh, we're not going to cut your salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you saying, well, you, you them saying we want to cut your salary. You saying no. And then them saying, well, if you don't cut the salary, it's going to cost us. No. I mean, that was your salary. Like, right. They, they want to play with it. And it's yeah. like, you know, the idea this is. A fundamental thing, and it goes back to we've explained it with the votes as well. Liberals look at money that goes to the government as their money, which they may or may not decide to give you some of. So all of your money is theirs, and they are nice enough to let you keep 40% of it or 50% of it or 60% of it. Right. Um, Where conservatives look at that historically and say, wait a minute, no. It's our money, and they keep taking some of it. So if they take a little bit less, that's nice, but they're still taking our money. Um, it's the same thing we were saying with votes. It's like it's not Donald Trump's vote. It's not the GOP's vote. They don't have it, and then I get, I'm get i taking it from them to give to a third party. The right. GOP doesn't have my vote. It's my vote. I decide who I give it to. Do I give it to the GOP? Well, did they earn it? That's the, that's the open question. If you think, oh, yeah, you know what? Donald Trump has earned my vote. Well, then give it to him because it's yours to give to Donald Trump if he earned it. The same thing goes for any third party candidate. They need to earn your vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the idea that it's, well, it's Donald Trump's. It's a, that's why a vote for anyone else is a vote for Hillary Clinton, because you're costing Donald Trump a vote. No, I'm not costing Donald Trump anything. It's mine. And it's a, any conservative who looks at it that way. Think about what you're saying. You're embracing the liberal argument on taxes. That's your argument. And if you feel comfortable with that, fine. 
I know certainly the party seems to be comfortable with that uh, logic at this point, mm-hmm. but it's it's utterly insane. Uh, I mean, the whole night was utterly insane. It really was. I, they brought out a mother whose son was killed in the Orlando shooting. Uh, and <laughs> the agonizing part of it was not one mention of radical Islam, not a peep really? about radical Islam. It was all about guns. It was oh about it was about the gun grab, and that her her son would be alive if it weren't for guns and all that kind of stuff. And uh, hello, do you know he he was killed by somebody who was saying Allah Akbar? I mean, come on. I don't I don't know how they get away with continually ignoring the problem of terrorism and ignoring the threat from radical Islam, but they do. And mm-hmm. and the the there were there was. Several themes last night. One, of course, was bashing Trump. But the other two were uh, the climate change thing, which was so agonizing, and the gun grab, and uh, the, the fact that the GOP are science denies, deniers. Donald Trump is a science denier from the people who deny that a, that a human fetus is human inside the womb. <laughs> deny that a, a human being is a human being inside the womb. And they, you know, they don't know that if you have a penis, you're a man. They don't know any of that. Wait. No, no, that might be a woman. We, how's he feeling today? He's feeling like a she. Well, that's a woman then. No, it's got a man part there. Did you just um, say that on the air? I did. I mean, we're, we're, we're off did. the air, aren't we? We're no, not, you didn't. we're not. We're being broadcast right now. Amazing. Yeah. That kind of science (laughs) was actually spoken on this show. How hateful science can be. That's amazing. (laughs) Jeez. All right. 888-727-BECK. You know, because of this global warming, though, you never know when a a horrible disaster is going to happen. I mean, like like the storm Sandy uh, was made so much worse yeah. because of the rising sea levels. Rising sea levels. They're saying yeah. now that the so. sea is rising uh, by 0.12 uh, inches per per uh, year. 0.12. Now that's different than so the, twelve hundredths of an inch. It rises every year. Every year, and that's that's wow. much higher than the 0.04 to 0.10 inches it was doing. It was uh, rising before that. Huh. Uh, before, you know, and that's why. So. Uh, in case you notice, in case you haven't picked this one up. Every single mm-hmm. um, uh, natural disaster that has happened in the United States has happened since 1995. All um, of them, it was except like, for the ones that happened before. It was oh, like yeah, someone yeah, just turned a switch on. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> and you know what? They did. <laughs> okay. Um, so since there's going to be incredible disaster in your future because uh-huh. of your SUV, right. why not stock up with four weeks of food for only $99 while it's available hey, from my know. Patriot Supply? And stop driving your SUV. Well, you, yeah, I mean, that's Don't true. They, you know what? That part you won't need to drive it to go pick up all the food because they're going to deliver it to you. Oh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, don't wait. How do wait they know where a, I live? Uh, well, you tell them. But don't wait for a disaster to strike because that can happen to any of us at any time. It could be a snowstorm. It could be a couple of days of, uh, of an ice storm like we've had happen here in Dallas in the, in the Metroplex. Uh, it could be just about anything. And you can get prepared for, with four weeks worth of food for it. It says preparewiththeblaze.com or you can call them at 888-411-5290. Oh, that's how I tell them. Yeah, that's, that's how you how I tell them. Yeah, and then you, you tell them. Call them right there. There's the number. Yeah, right so. there. Do that and and do it now. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. So, uh, are you into these voicemails at all? Uh, WikiLeaks released a bunch of the voicemails, and obviously it's a big story. Uh, I, a lot of them are like, uh, Hey, I'm waiting for the car outside. Uh, just come on out and you're ready. It's like, uh, okay. Well, WikiLeaks, for uh, all the big stories WikiLeaks right. comes out with, they have the worst presentation of these things. Um, and I think that's what uh, Glenn Greenwald was and has attempted to do. Um, with, he was at the Intercept. I don't know where he is now, but has a, tried to take a bunch of this, these leaks, like the Snowden thing, and actually roll it out in an understandable way. WikiLeaks like here's fifty thousand emails, and like you know, of course, you go through and you search for things that um, you know, like I, you know, one of the things I, of course, always do when these things come out is to see if any of these people are talking about Glenn. Yeah, so you search Glenn Beck in their little, uh, um, you know, uh, roster, and it's like there's 185 emails or something about Glenn, but they're all like Politico news roundup. This is like spam sent about Glenn in, in the news. Really? Glenn Beck campaigns for Cruz in uh, in Iowa. Well, I mean, it's not like they're not talking. Like, and they just leave all of it in there. Right. So it's like there, there's no relevance at all. It's like, why am I doing this? It's just a bore. Now, they, they, there may be a conversation in there, but it was mostly just news stories about Glenn. And, of course, there's a lot of news stories about Glenn. He's in the news a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a huge surprise. It's like, you know, and then they have an option like, do you want to search all the spam, too? No, I don't want to search the spam. <laughs> like, but, I mean, and I understand. I guess it's like. One of those things where, remember the um, the Planned Parenthood videos came out, and then everyone was like, whoa, wait a minute, you're, you're just, just showing the, the, the uh, 10 minutes that's talking about abortion. Well, yeah, I guess we could have shown you the nine hours where they're talking about, uh, you know, the, the Celtics, but I mean, in reality, is that important? Well, here it is, we'll give it to you anyway so you can watch it. So I guess WikiLeaks is just providing that, but there's no boiled down, here are the important things stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they probably think, well, I don't want to influence the news or something. Right. But it's like, I get that. But then, hi, you know, I don't know, work with a media organization that can help boil it down a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a waste. They, so they release these voicemails, and they're like, seriously, a lot of them are like, hey, I'm in the limo outside. It's just uh, come out whenever you're ready. We're, at, we're, we're, we're you know, just waiting on you. Hang up. Hey, uh, I, I'm sorry I missed your call before. Just give me a call back when you get a second. Hang up. Like, it's stuff like that. I mean, it's like legitimately nothing is happening. There's a few of them, I guess, that have some value here. Um, and uh, there's, I don't know if it's a smoking gun, but this is about the Sanders thing. Listen. I'm furious about what you are doing for Bernie Sanders. He's getting way too much influence. I, I have, I want a fixed income. I spent over $300 donated to Hillary. And... What I see is what? the DNC bending over backwards for, for Bernie. And Bernie is the worst person in the world to even be running in a Democratic Party because he's not a Democrat. Please, 
don't give in to him. I don't care about Sanders supporters. Most of them are going to vote for Hillary anyway. Quit acquiescing to this person who likes to play the victim card and who also uh, has been attacking Hillary, which gives Trump all his talking points. I will leave the Democratic Party if the Democratic Party continues to coddle Bernie Sanders. Get about that? rid of the... Oh... Now, now, okay, so that's somewhat interesting. Clinton person yeah. just trashing Sanders. First of all, the, it's the nice to know that there's an actual Democrat among okay. the Democrat Party uh, who's not a socialist and seemingly acknowledges uh, that Bernie's not even a Democrat. And seemingly, and by the way, he's going back to an independent now. He's going back to the Senate. Do you hear that? He's dropping out of the party, uh, which is amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, I understand uh, you could see some value there. And it's interesting to see somebody passionately bash back Clinton, which there doesn't seem like there's a lot of people who actually back Clinton. There's a lot of people who oppose Trump. There's a lot of people who back Sanders, but not a lot of people who really back Clinton that passionately. But what I'll say there is all that is is some person who's donating. It's like a regular person calling yeah. into a talk so show. What? I mean, so what? They called in and they said, hey, you know what? I donated $300 for Clinton and... Uh, you know, I don't like you guys are letting Sanders have too much of a chance. So what if one person thinks that? It's like you go on Twitter and find a thousand of them. Yeah. It was completely worthless. Now, I, you know, I don't like the way they do business. Glenn, uh, in a lengthy um, uh, breakdown of the way WikiLeaks does business, um, outlined it. So it's even more disturbing than just them leaking information they probably shouldn't have because they got it through illicit means. But beyond that, I mean, if you're going to go through all this process and leak all this stuff, shouldn't there be something interesting in there? I, mean, I don't even think, honestly, the stuff they had on Debbie Wasserman Schultz was all that bad. Right. I, 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 it doesn't seem like there was much of anything in the emails either. And it, and it felt like that... Uh, there were some do donation issues in there we talked right. about. Right. But, it did, I mean, it just felt like everyone said, well, yeah, that, that goes on. We knew, yeah, we knew it was going uh, on. I mean, yeah. did they favor Clinton? Well, yeah, they want to win the election. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. they they didn't favor the seventy five year old socialist. Yeah, I mean, I, they want to win. Yeah, I mean, that's what parties do. I mean, it, the people that that like uh, that don't like Trump, uh, and I'm certainly one of them. But many of them can, were critical of the RNC for not doing the exact same thing. I mean, there, there's a if there's a if there's a role for the party. In this, and it's not just a sort of a libertarian free for all. Whoever gets the most votes wins. The role for the party would be that yeah. to step in and say, "Well, this party, this person's closer to our pr principles. This person has a better chance to win. Let's let's uh, put our finger or our thumb on the scale up for this person." I mean, if there's a role for them, that's it. And it's like, well, the Sanders people are pissed off. The Sanders people, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, is terrible at what she does. There's no way she was responsible for 3.8 million votes. She's not. Sanders lost by almost 4 million votes. You know, Ted Cruz didn't lose because the RNC didn't step in for him. Ted Cruz lost because a bunch of voters decided Donald Trump was better. Those people are insane. However, that is, they're in the Republican Party and voting. So there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, I, you know, and the idea that we think these people constantly are pure and don't uh, don't back their person, I think is, is it's, it's naive. We know that they do at some level, and I think they did it at some level for Donald Trump. Uh, and, I, you know, I do think that probably happened, but I'm not, like, incredibly stunned by that. I mean, that's what happens. The people had a chance to vote for a good candidate, and they didn't. In the Republican Party, they probably did vote for the better candidate. I mean, Sanders probably, even though the polling doesn't necessarily show that, um, you know, Sanders probably would have 
uh, lost to any Republican who who ran. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, this, so far, nothing big here. It's, it's much, much, much bigger what Glenn talked about in this scandal than is what is actually in the emails. The process of how they got mm-hmm. here. Um, now, there are some campaign finance situations that I think are interesting in the emails. Um, selling influence, um, donations, people, you know, uh, campaigns talking to each other in ways they're not supposed to with super PACs and things like that. I don't care about those campaign finance uh, laws that much. Um, I'm not a campaign finance reform guy. But the Mm. fact that that party is the campaign finance reform party and they were responsible for a lot of the rules and now are breaking them is interesting. So there's something there. But so far... Yeah, I'm hoping there's going to be something sexier that comes out. Yeah, So far, it's really not. No. So far, it's Madeleine Albright sexy. You know, not. Jeffy, did you want to comment on the sexiness (laughs) of Madeleine Albright briefly? I mean, <laughs> no, you don't want me to do that. No, you probably don't. not. No, you don't. Probably not. All right. I more more fat and stew coming up. You're welcome. Actually, you need to. You're right. I don't want you to. You're welcome. I added it for you because I could go into no, if it's not, not, uh, a little bad with all right. I mean, off. look. Everybody no. wants to look, right? No. No. Triple eight seven two seven back. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome. New evidence confirming what gun right advocates have said for a long time about crime. In two thousand eight, there were eight hundred ninety three firearms recovered from crime scenes in Pittsburgh. Of these cases, seventy nine percent of them involved a suspect illegally carrying a firearm. Eighteen percent of the gun crimes involved legal gun owners. University of Pittsburgh joined forces with the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police to analyze the available gun data. Uh, and uh, so they found out, you know, what we say all the time is that legal gun owners don't usually commit these crimes. I mean, there's only really one solution to a problem like this, which is take, <laughs> take guns all guns away from legal gun owners. Um, take them away. Take their take their assault weapons away. Uh-huh. Did you see the J- J- uh, Jesse Jackson yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Was Jesse Jackson yesterday? Uh, it wasn't my night to watch. Uh, it was Pat Gray's night to watch. I, know, I uh, watched it was Jesse. Yeah, I was told everyone actually. I didn't see it. Although the reports were that Jesse gave a great speech. Really, yeah, no, I missed Jesse. How did I miss Jesse? What's it was that? early. It was early. Was in it? The day. Oh, okay. He's no longer a primetime speaker. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Uh, but was, was not great. Uh, he was not great because um, NPR reported that it was really good. Uh, he was not. It was terrible. Uh, first of all, he was reading it not from the prompter, but from a piece of paper. So it was like this, literally the whole time. Oh, oh really? He gave a whole speech like that. Oh man. Then he would oh, glance boy. up occasionally, but like it was just yeah, you know. Oh boy. Um, and then the other part. He, at one point, the gun thing reminded me because he said something to the effect of, "He went over." Uh, this is many, where he's pissed at Obama about with the gun. He right? did not say that at oh, all. Right? Okay. Did not. <clears throat> but he said something to the effect of. We have these all these shootings. Um, I don't know if he mentioned Chicago, but he mentioned I think some cities, and you know people are dying, and uh, you know how many murders there have been. And to solve that, we must take away. Or you know it was Chicago because in Chicago there's been whatever however many murders, um, and we um, uh, we must ban these assault weapons. It's like I honestly would like to know, and and I don't. The answer probably isn't zero. 
But how many people have actually been killed in Chicago by an assault rifle? I mean, maybe it's many. one. It's I usually mean, handguns. It's almost exclusively handguns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second would probably be shotguns. Assault yeah. rifle is very limited. And I, I would not be surprised if the answer to that question is zero. It might not be zero, but it, it's probably zero or one or two. Unless you've had a mm-hmm. mass shooting with an assault rifle, which obviously has happened a few times, though much less than you're, you're led to believe. And even, certainly not in these shootings we're talking about. No, these Chicago. are gang shootings in Chicago. Yeah, they and, don't carry around they don't carry AR-15s ARs. with them. They're on handguns. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting... Because they like to hold them like this. They can, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Wow, you, you look know? like you're like on the cover of, you know, the, the gang. Wire right? gang, uh, gang. DVD. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that. Wouldn't look that be intimidating to you that. if you saw that? Not like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's wow. why they're. It's that's why when you get a shooting from these gang members, like we had in the uh, bar the other night, right? Eighteen yeah, people were shot. Yeah. One person was killed, but and you, you don't want that. But that's why only one person was killed because you're doing this, and that's not how you shoot a gun. <laughs> uh, but it's not. All, it's also you know. I mean, even mass shootings. Um, the one that pops to mind was the movie theater one. Um, where he killed, oh, yeah. he had an AR yeah. or an assault Colorado, rifle right? of some yeah. sort with him. Mm. Uh, however, most of the people that died died from a shotgun. But that's I just. Mean, and if you're going to do a mass shooting, a shotgun, especially in a close uh, quarters, I mean, that's going to be probably more effective. Yeah. I mean, you know, sad as it is. For and some that's reason, a, that's, that's a gun that deal. Joe Biden wanted us to buy. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. And that was what the government, the, the left leaning. Uh, socialist government we have told us to buy shotguns. Well, yeah, buy a shotgun and then go outside and shoot it. Shoot it in the air, and that'll scare away anybody who yep. uh, means to do you harm. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, it's illegal to just go randomly shoot your gun into the air. Uh, however, that's what the vice president of the United States suggested you do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is this is kind of fun. Uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback, who I've complained about. And I've complained about him on this show because he's a loudmouth. But he told the Sports and Culture blog, uh, The Undefeated, this week that senseless killing is an unfortunate tragedy. Whether the victims are black men gunned down by police officers or ambushed by twisted vigilantes. He said it's frustrating on both sides because you understand that police officers have a duty and a job. They sacrifice a lot to protect and serve. And I understand that some don't do it the right way. I also understand that people shouldn't get killed just because of the color of their skin. Uh, and then he said that uh, everybody is, is a human being first, that skin color shouldn't matter when it comes to seeking justice. He said, I stand by what I said, that all lives matter and that we are human beings. Hmm. That, does that surprise you coming from Richard Sherman? Uh, yes. It does me too. I'd rather I, d- uh, delete it from my knowledge about him because I don't like I, him. I love that. I think no, that's great. great. That's great. I mean, I want African Americans and everybody else treated decently. I want them treated like human beings, and I also want the police treated like human beings. I don't want police officers just getting knocked off the street who haven't done anything wrong. Thank you, Richard Sherman. Did you? Uh, what did you that think of the, the, the Michael Jordan uh, thing that happened with us? Um, Don't know if I saw the Michael Jordan thing. I mean, Michael Jordan has been one of those guys known to not step into social controversies. Yeah, I don't um, think I've ever. Right. 
for and him. That's kind of why that gets a big deal. Um, and you know, this was one of the complaints that people had about O.J. Simpson back in the day when before he started yeah, he murdering people that he didn't get into those things while Muhammad Ali did, right? So, um, uh, but Jordan has, and so did James Brown. Uh, and they respected James Brown for getting into things when O.J. couldn't. And Jim Brown or wouldn't Jim Brown? Yeah, James yeah. Brown too. Probably. James Brown. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his <laughs> name is probably not not the jump back on my good foot, kiss myself. <laughs> just, I hear James <laughs> that Brown. Guy. That's what I think of. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, you're right. And so this one was kind of interesting in that he came in and gave a million dollars to some. Uh, group of some, it was definitely not Black Lives Matter, but it was a group fighting for, um, you know, justice for African Americans. The uh, newly established um, Institute for Community, Institute Police for- Relations, and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So, Legal Defense Those Fund. Money, yeah. However, it was also mm. the police community thing, which was mm. seen as a pro police um, gesture. And in his quote, what do you have the quote? You probably have it. Um, I don't know if I read his quote yet. In his note, Jordan, no longer stay silent on the issue of America's racial tensions and hopes that we can come together as Americans and through peaceful dialogue and education achieve constructive change. Okay, well, there's more. There's one part where he said, um, I I don't want blacks treated badly and in like in capital letters and police need to be respected by you know uh, by the communities oh, or something like that like so it was a very, it was so not, it was a shermanesque uh, yeah statement. it was both yeah it was all lives matter yeah uh, i don't know if he actually said the words all lives matter but, but that's what i mean it was. you're not supposed to say that we've been told over and over and over mm-hmm. all lives matter is a racist thing to say you can't say that not in the middle of this debate because it makes him feel bad or whatever the deal is i okay um, shut up again like it's easy Right. To come out as a, uh, you know, uh, like they did on the ESPYs and we're like, oh, well, here's a bunch of names that are kind of out there, that you know, that mm-hmm. are loosely familiar with. And then we're going to say these are the police's fault and then get off the stage as a black person speaking to your to that community. It's easy. Um, it's easy for white people to come out and say, uh, you know, look, a cop never does anything wrong. But like when Eric Gardner happened. We sat back and we said, look, this does not look good. It does not look like this was right. No, that looked really bad. That's harder to that do. Really bad. For Jordan to come out and say, hey, And we admitted sure. that from the beginning. Yep. That the well, Eric look. Garner situation was a terrible one. And I don't know that it had anything to do with his blackness. No. But the police were definitely in the wrong, no matter what the... Uh, no matter what the, the the motivation was there, they strangled the guy to death. They should not have done that. I mean, there was no reason to even accost him like that. Uh, agreed. Um, so uh, the situation is, it's difficult for Jordan to come out. It's easy for him to say the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. It's hard for him to yeah. come out and say, by the way, freaking cops are being targeted. Yeah. His quote was, I, the, I no longer can I, say I, silent. We need to find solutions great, that ensure man. people of color receive fair and equal treatment. Right, we agree. And, and that police officers who put their lives on the line every day to protect us all are respected and supported. Thank respected you. Respected Respected is an interesting word. Yes, it is. Because it's not just, hey, we don't want to get them shot. They need to be respected. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly something that I agree with, and it's good to see Jordan on, on that That's bandwagon great. as well. Yeah, I mean, and two million dollars to, to that to, to you know to those two causes, which is which is good. That's really good. I mean, in the end, AACP does a lot of things I don't agree with. I don't know what the Legal Defense Fund, in particular, if it's targeted towards specific incidents. Um, the NAACP has done some things that are have been good. 
Um, you know, but more well, more often than not, they've been some on the wrong side. Some black cops have been shot too, so yeah. they, uh, you know, that might be what they're focusing on. I don't know because it doesn't seem like the NAACP ever does things for white people, right? They don't, or cops, or they just focus on colored people. That's part of their name, and so that's what they do. But I, I so I don't know. But that's very cool. I, I appreciate that from Jordan. Really appreciate that from Richard uh, Sherman. I, I, that's awesome. If only. The president of the United States would uh, take a similar stance. Uh, that would be nice. We'd be a little further ahead. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more. Pat and Stuart coming up. Fascinated by what you have to say about. It seems like you uh, don't want to talk. Uh, you know the Business Insider story and the Daily Mail story that. Which Daily Mail story, yeah. Pat? You know the one about the uh, German armed police smashing their way into a mosque. Well, they did that. Uh, uh, armed police officers <laughs> launched a raid on a mosque, uh, several homes belonging to a group mm. uh, believed to be radicalizing Muslims in Germany. <clears throat> you have to believe this is going to happen more often now in Germany because. Uh, obviously, you have attacks all around the region, um, and Merkel really uh, was the leader in, hey, let's bring in unlimited she amounts still of is. refugees. She's still saying. She yeah. still is. She so. just said yeah. she still wants more refugees. I mean, I have, Good luck is, with that. So wow. you, I think the, her approach might be, I can't back off my previous position. However, if I get tougher on trying to root out some terrorists, maybe I can get away with it. Yeah. It seems to be where yeah. she's going with that. Um, uh, the, another interesting uh, thing is this is Giuliani thing. Giuliani, I think, is is an effective surrogate for, for Trump in that he's smart. Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer. He argues things like a lawyer. Um, he understands lots of things that Donald Trump does not understand. <laughs> yeah. So he's able to add some layer of, uh, you know, legitimacy, legitimacy to, to what Trump to his says. Plans. Like this happened, yeah. uh, I heard him on CNN this morning and they were going uh, after him about the taxes and um, and various. Uh, you know, his tax things. plan would add $30 trillion to our deficit. <laughs> no, I mean, his tax, not releasing his tax returns. Oh, um, oh OK. Um, and he, Do you, you know, know, not releasing well, his tax returns adds $35 trillion to our to our deficit. That is what CNN, that is the number CNN quoted. <laughs> uh, but, he had, you know, he's. They're not believable defenses if like, you know, because, you know, Rudy Giuliani knows enough uh, that obviously every presidential candidate releases their tax returns. Yeah. Um, at least in modern history. I, everybody I think does. literally every candidate has done it for, I don't know, 40 or 50 years. Right. At, at, least, at least pretty much. Right. I mean, my entire lifetime, I can't think of anybody who has not release their tax returns before the election. No, there's been complaints about certain um, people not releasing enough of them. Yeah, um, Romney. But, they Romney, complained about but, but he released two or three years, mm-hmm. and it, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't want to do that because he made so much money, he didn't want people bashing him for right. it. Because the guy had nothing else that was problematic at all. Nope. He, 
He gave 20 or 23 percent to charity. He, you know, mm-hmm. he had no inconsistencies in his income. It, it all looked fine. He just made a lot so, of money. So Mitt Romney didn't want to release his because it showed he showed him making too much money. Right. Or it would, he would be perceived as yes. making too much money. But the candidate who brags about how much money he makes and has yes. doesn't want to release Because it. he doesn't make that much money. I mean, you that's, would, the, that's the only thing you could take right, from that. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's part of it. I think there's more to it. There's more he's hiding than just that, but I think definitely no charity. that's one of the things. He's hiding no charity. No charity, connections to God only knows what, who knows? donations to God only knows who. who knows? Um, you know, luckily, he's really uh, bad at giving to charity, apparently, um, as uh, at least the Washington Post has reported. Uh, one donation since 2008 they were able to find. Because instead of going to his tax returns, what they did is they called every individual charity he's ever mentioned. Um, and, and he's they, mentioned like 128 of yeah, them or something? and they found one donation in 2008 or 2009 to a, a police, uh, local police charity um, from five to $10,000. That was it from, from 2008 to 2016. Wow. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he, he, there probably isn't a lot of charity stuff that would be mm-hmm. shocking because he doesn't give a lot to charity. Uh, but who knows, right? Um, it, it's an interesting thing, though, because why not, um, if you want to brag about your wealth, if you've got $10 billion, why not? You just know that he doesn't actually have $10 billion. He doesn't have that money. He's not no making way. that sort of money. No and way. Mark Cuban called him out on that. We, we covered that yes, yesterday. Yes, you did. Uh, Giuliani um, did have an interesting uh, conversation um, with uh, with NJ.com, in which he said, if you're on the terror watch list, I think you should know you're on the terror watch list. You're there for a reason. And he said it would be a, quote, excellent idea, end quote, to tag people on the terror watch list uh, digitally so you can monitor where they go. Now, uh, I agree that you should maybe know that you're on the terror watch list if you're on the wa- terror watch list, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, tagging people... <laughs> like cattle to monitor their, uh, 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 you know, whereabouts when they're not convicted of anything. Um, it's one thing to do, you know, like Jeffy's obviously got a, an ankle bracelet on so they know yeah. where he is, and that's yeah. fine, but he's been convicted of several things. I don't think it's okay to just be on a watch list. And that's not permanent, by the way. Well, you I know, mean, the I, ankle bracelet can come off. That's true. That's I true. Mean, you start- do you take it off, Jeffy? No, never. That would be wrong <laughs> and go against the rules of the court, Stu. What are you, stupid? That's pretty convincing. Wow, Thank that you. really was. Wow. It really was. Really went over. You I, know what we could do, though, is brand people on their foreheads. Right. What if we branded them? What? You're on the terror watch list. Boom, and we brand it right into your forehead. Yeah, maybe like some, some sixes. Yeah. You know, something, something like that. I don't know. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> a few sixes. I mean, I don't know. Giuliani is frightening sometimes. He is. I mean, because he's know? a tough guy. You know, Giuliani's yeah. a tough guy. And he's uh, he's a guy, that New York tough guy in him, just like Trump. And it's it's not surprising they would align. I mean... You know, Giuliani, I think, is considerably more conservative than Trump is. Um, but, you know, he is liberal on certain things, and he's a New Yorker, and he's got that attitude. Yeah. So I can see yeah. they obviously have had a relationship for a long time. Yeah. And not always positive, but they've been they've worked together for a long time. So, I mean, I can see how this would happen. That's kind of what I thought about Bloomberg, too. But uh, he, yeah. he, he was not, not uh, close last night. And, I, you know, <laughs> Bloomberg is pretty closely aligned with Clinton. I mean, the fact that he's an independent is Although just... Although he was going to run against her. He, yeah, he, did, he, he was thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, but thought it might hand it to Trump, which is why he didn't do it. Although, there's no need for him to run when he's got Clinton. Now. I mean, she gets playing that liberal stuff done on her own. Yes.
climate change. It's killing our planet. Uh, yeah, it's probably not. It's killing our planet. It's making our uh, storms much worse. The sea level rise is intensifying our storms. And uh, I mean, I, I know they say that. Um, uh-huh. It's uh, not really true. But just for a moment, think about what they're actually saying. They're saying All that right. the storms are worse because of the sea level rise. Take, mm-hmm. take your fingers for a second. Put them an inch apart from each other. Okay? Yeah. Right, an inch, right? Okay. Okay. 10% of that per year. 10% is, it's almost so small, you're, you can't stop your fingers from touching. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's per year. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they're saying every decade, the sea level rise is about that much. Okay? Mm-hmm. That, about that much. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're saying that's the reason that the flooding happened in, uh, this is a decade's worth of sea rise. In Sandy. This is what happened with Sandy and why, why New York was flooded and New Jersey was half destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what, mm-hmm. what explains the lack of hurricanes that they said were going to be more frequent and more powerful? Uh, that um, is explained by the mm-hmm. fact that they were lying. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, were just, they just made it up because, you know, the hurricanes were in the news at that time. So when Al Gore was in the news, it was really easy to say yeah. in 04 and 05, yeah. hurricanes are hurricanes more are intense really bad. and, so and that more was, frequent, mm-hmm. and then they're gone. <laughs> like now, an inconvenient truth: if that came out, uh, part two, they wouldn't even talk about. They wouldn't talk about hurricanes. Um, they talk about drought because there's, there's a drought going on somewhere. And guess what? When the drought goes away, there will be something mm-hmm. else that they will yeah. be able to complain about, and they yeah. will say that 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 is caused by global warming. One of these boneheads actually said last night, "This is not something that's happened before." I got, who was it? Was it Angela Bassett or Sigourney Weaver? One of them. <laughs> It, well, Sigourney, I mean... This hasn't happened before? What are you? What the hell are you talking... Of course, all of these weather events have happened before. And, and worse than... what we, you know, The worst disaster in American history. You know what it was? You I know do. what it was. I do. What was it? Galveston Flood. That's right. And when did it happen? 1900? 1900. Okay. Long before they claimed global warming started affecting our weather pattern. Mm-hmm. 1900. Was- 6,000, 6 to 9,000 people died. 1,900! I mean, this stuff has always gone on. Well, it's not about politics, Pat. Uh, to quote Sigourney Weaver okay. uh, last night, All right. uh, it's about our moral obligation, moral obligation. to one another yeah. and to our children and to the generations. And this is where she welled up. I don't know if I... I mean, I'm, oh, I'm getting close. Yeah, you're looking like um, And to the generations... Mm. Who will one day inherit this beautiful earth? Oh, wow. oh my gosh! Wow, I know why she will though. That's that really beautiful. Um, that's it, really beautiful. They bragged about Obama in a speech bragged about uh, the massive climate agreement that he was able to forge as one of his main accomplishments. I ask you today to go to that's my right. Facebook page. Uh-huh. Go there. Okay. Just go there right now. It's posted right. It's right on the top tippy top. And watch the five minute monologue on the Paris Agreement. Okay. Learn about that and All share right. that with every one of your annoying friends that brings up the stupid climate. And tell me, uh, and shut them up. How about that? Shut them up for I like once. That. I like that. Um, because if they actually watch this, there's no way they're going to believe the nonsense uh, that, that is, is thrown out there. And it's like, yeah. he knows that no one's going to check it. He's depending on you not checking his work. Yeah, this is what Barack Obama does. He depends on you being ignorant, and you know, luckily, this audience 
isn't that isn't like that? Right. Um, but spread but a it lot on of people Facebook. Are. Let people know. A lot of people are. Can we get a close up of the Sigourney Sigourney Weaver we just had uh, up yeah, there? There's there's some work been done there. Uh, I don't know. Jeffy oh. says there's work done. Oh. Uh, I can we get? Yeah, there she is. And I think for 66 years old, come on. She looks pretty good. Yes, she does. She looks great. But right, but I, I don't see any evidence of she's major plastic surgery. Is there? Well, I don't know about major, yeah. but I mean she's she's, Botox, she's, maybe. she's oh yeah she's done I enough mean, work. She's still a got some. She's got some lines. Yeah, here. She's done enough to uh, not make go into clown face. She's done it right. Oh, definitely. I mean, if she has had work done, it's yes. been great. She's done the right amount. Now you are Jeffy, the person who is advocating uh, to to look at Madeline Albright without her clothes on earlier in the program. <laughs> Which is really not. I'm, not I'm pleasant. advocating not not pleasant. The, my platform is whoever. I'm gonna look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know, no other show in America that has a person like I Jeffy know. on it. Uh, there's no. There's no other anything that has a person like Jeffy. Like um, chain like, gangs, they don't have people no, like Jeffy. They don't. Uh, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, last night, Glenn laid out the whole chalkboard thing, the discussion on Russia and our election and how they're trying to affect our election, and it's uh, pretty chilling. Here's a look in case you missed it. Why would Russia want Donald to become the president? Well, for one, Putin doesn't care about socialism anymore. It is discredited to him. He's an oligarch. It's about authoritarian. When it comes to, Hil- uh, to Hillary, he is not a fan of Hillary Clinton. And that's an understatement. He can't stand her because she alleged to the entire world that Putin's reelection in 2011 was rigged. Now, Putin having his revenge, turning the tables to reveal through the leaked DNC emails that her election was rigged as well or at least strongly biased in favor of her over Bernie Sanders. There's another part that I don't think has gotten much attention. This is also personal. Putin blamed Secretary Clinton for the opposition protests that went uh, on the streets of Moscow in December of 2011 for a statement that she said about the unfairness of that election. And ever since, he has had a vendetta against Clinton claiming that she was supporting regime change against him personally. So both on the policy and the personal, he'd rather see Trump. Okay. But that's too big of a risk to take for revenge. This, in the 1980s at least, this would have been an act of war. But Hillary, she doesn't get hot and bothered. All of this special Russian attention. Putin has been undermining European leaders for years, and she knows it. He's been doing similar tactics all over the globe. Russia, under Putin, supports right-wing politicians who take a stance against the European and or NATO. This is what we went into earlier on this broadcast. The most blatant example of this was Russia's financial support of the National Front Party leader, Marine Le Pen. Let's put over here. They give money to Le Pen in France. When she ran for president in France, they also have been given money elsewhere. Remember Golden Dawn in Greece? Um... In Greece, the Russian advisors had their funds and their fingerprints all over that election. There is evidence that they have done this in other countries as well, including Germany and 
funds went to Britain's UKIP. What is UKIP? UKIP is not necessarily a far white party. That is the group largely responsible for the pro-Brexit campaign in Great Britain. Speaking of Brexit, Putin was delighted by Britain's vote to leave the European Union. And coincidentally, Trump was also delighted by Brexit for entirely different reasons. Watch. If the pound goes down, they're going to do more business. You know, when the pound goes down, more people are coming to Turnberry, frankly. And the pound has gone down. And uh, let's see what the impact of that has. Wow. Again, um, too petty for somebody like Putin to do all of this so the pound could go down a little bit so people could go play golf. So why is Putin doing something that hurts Hillary Clinton and helps Donald Trump? Okay, well, we could put this together. It says, well, he is doing this with people he prefers, far-right people. But more importantly, he prefers Trump for the piecemeal policies Trump casually tosses about, like his anti-European Union comments and his recent questioning of NATO, which is sweet music to the ears of a former KGB man. Uh, Russia wants to see a weak European Union, a weak NATO, and yes, a weaker United States. All entities that represent a check on Russia's power and influence. Remember, they are putting together the old empire. They don't care about the cause against globalism. They don't, they don't really care about these two. They don't care. They're concerned with picking up the scraps after the downfall of the West. Basically, they want to make Russia great again. Russia views Trump as another far-right-wing candidate, worth supporting in the same way they've supported other right-wing candidates in Europe. I've spoken about Putin's foreign policy guru, Alexander Dugin. I've talked about him in the past. He needs to be understood of who he is. He is the man who advised Putin on the annexation of Crimea and parts of Georgia. He is also the leading, uh, leading the charge on Putin's relationship with the far right in Europe. He is also the guy who started his own party where this is the logo. This is the logo. All it means is chaos. He believes that Adolf Hitler hadn't gone far enough. He believes a new authoritarian global Hitler will change the world fundamentally, but it must come through chaos. The same thing the Islamists believe. He said in 1999, as an advisor to Putin, in 1999, he said the U.S. was going to split into five parts. And he knew it would happen because we already have people in the United States supporting that. It'll take some time, but eventually it will break up into regions. That is Dugan. A guy who is looking to break up the West and looking for chaos to bring in dictators all over the world that can be cobbled together under the banner of Russia. But here's something the press isn't even looking for. You ask any press person, they don't even know who Dugan is. Let alone have ever seen this recent video by Alexander Dugan about Donald Trump. Watch. This is first truly interesting election campaign. It shows that America is on the brink of a revolution, especially if the elite won't give the power to people. Goodbye. 
you've watched Dugan's guideline on Super Tuesday. I've got a feeling that the liberals themselves won't leave the U.S. and the humanity alone. We should help them to do that. So go ahead, Mr. Trump. In Trump, we trust. I want to make sure you heard a couple of things he said. Revolution is coming. Revolution is coming. If the parties don't give the people the power. What, what did they just release? They just released emails that Hillary Clinton was not giving Bernie Sanders the power. Disenfranchising people. Hmm. And it was good. Because it will cause chaos and revolution will split us apart. He also said we should help them do that. He's just played, played a, a Babe Ruth where he's pointed to the fence and called their shot. This is what we've talked about repeatedly. Now Russia's endgame is clear to anyone who cares to look. Trump seems to be a Russian fanboy. That is not to imply that he or his campaign is working with Russia to leak or even knew the DNC emails were being stolen or leaked. They're not that tight with Russia, at least not yet. However, this is the alarming red flag for America. On Monday, Trump showed a lopsided sense of glee that Hillary got hacked rather than indignation that a major adversary hacked America. The elite American media has always been infatuated with a Watergate scandal, but this Russian cyber attack is Watergate on steroids. Not only a 21st century version of wiretapping, but a foreign government doing the wiretapping. But so far, the mainstream media is way more concerned about the ramifications of this espionage on the DNC, much more than national security. What is clear here is that Russia is playing a very long chess game. We don't even know we're sitting at a chessboard. Who? Russia. What did they do? They stole the DNC emails and leaked them themselves. Why? Two reasons. Petty reasons of Hillary Clinton. More important, chaos. Chaos. And what's next? Simple. A new world order. If you'd like to call, we were talking about uh, the big, big news yesterday in the business world, I guess, was uh, Facebook's uh, numbers, which came out really positively. Uh, and, uh, well, the, uh, it's worth a few dollars. Yeah, it's really not bad. Yeah. Social networking giant stock soared Wednesday after its second quarter revenue rose 59.2%. I mean, that, I mean, that's crazy. It's a big company. And that's a huge increase for them and mm -hmm. they say it will soon be worth more than exxon mobil yeah um, more than exxon mobil profits over two billion dollars uh they were supposed to make six billion in revenue they got 6.4 billion 
Um, big time results. Stock went up mm-hmm. like crazy. Uh, it's interesting as you look at this because they also own Instagram, which was obviously a great purchase because now there's 500 million. You said, Jeffy, yeah, 500 million on just Instagram. To put that in perspective, when the Facebook movie came out about how Facebook was really successful and look at this amazing run Facebook has had, they had 500 million from yeah. people. Yeah. So they had, they were just the size of Instagram. Now they've blown past that to 1.71 billion, um, and that's they're incredible. on the way to two billion users on Facebook. And that's I just, right. I've been on phenomenal social media a lot lately, more than normal, because of the conventions. I've been uh, especially Twitter because it's you know oh, yeah. the, the live <laughs> tweeting events and stuff like that. And oh my god, I, I just it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You feel like you never take a minute off when you're on these things. I just feel like all I'm doing all the time is typing things into this into the computer the last two weeks. It, it's ex- it is mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody feels that way. Um, I maybe it's because you know maybe because the, if you're doing a job, for example, where it's completely disconnected, you're um, you know you you run a subway, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Then probably you're interested enough in the news or sports or whatever to go on there and, and tweet a bunch of things or post on Facebook or you want to look at your family doing things. Maybe because we come in here and talk about this crap all day anyway, it's not as engaging to us. Maybe we're really old. I like it. Jeffy likes it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It is exhausting. It's exhausting, and though. It is, I just feel like all I'm doing times, all the time is trying to think yeah. of a new thing to put on this stupid yeah. thing. And yes. for what? What does it do? What do I get? Which is why you end up getting mm-hmm. so many people just posting you know, everything about their life. Because instead of being mm-hmm. exhausting and trying to say, oh, you know, that's a good idea. We'll, we'll post that and it'll be funny. Or it'll be, you know, that's ugly or whatever. Something, something interesting. Mm-hmm. Post it all. I get, but, and that's what Snapchat really is. Let's do it all. But like, I, my wife is on Snapchat, and she really likes it, and she's using it all the time. And that's what it is. Like Snapchat, someone explained this to me a long time ago, which I thought was interesting, where like your top, like there's certain levels of information, uh, and certain places you post it. Right. The right, lowest right, right. quality posts go on on Snapchat. So like when you don't care, right. like you ah, you know, you just like ah, oh, there's right. Jeffy, look at him, and then it's over. Snapchat. And is that a nothing, video one? Or is it's it, video. It can yeah. be pictures. Because I know somebody on the pictures. who posts things of, and they're fairly short, right? They're yeah. I it's think not it's the one ten seconds or something. Oh, this this one's a little bit longer. So I mean, but they'll drive around listening to the radio, and then <laughs> videotape themselves doing that, and then post it. Yeah. No words. Nothing. Just. Here I am driving, <laughs> listening to the radio. That's, that's probably Snapchat. Yeah. Why it am could be I vine, looking? But it's probably at that. Snapchat. Why? Why am I looking I at that? No, it's like why it's, have you thought that I'd be interested in watching you drive? Uh, yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. Maybe they were going the speed limit. <laughs> so maybe, maybe this is how you go the speed limit while listening to a song. <laughs> maybe, Jeffy. I hadn't thought of. I that. don't know. Maybe yeah, they're just trying to be helpful. Pat. That might be. I mean, there's. I I think it's because people like doing shows, right? I mean, people like to yeah, do a show, do. and essentially what this mm-hmm. is is a show about. Their, it's a reality show about their life, they and they're, should, they think they're, they're having people sure. look at them and talk about yeah. them. And I, I mean, wow. we do this for a living, and maybe I, part of me thinks we are satisfied. That part of us is satisfied by doing these shows every day. Like I don't feel the need to go home 
and constantly post things so people are looking at the stuff. I They do that here, and they get enough of me. Believe me, they want to see less of me. If they could design a system that they could hear me and not see me, you know, it was called, it's called radio, they would do so. Mm-hmm. Um, however, unfortunately, they're forced to to actually view us here on The Blaze. Point is, I think... Uh, like, that was not uh, part of our... Well, I just want to go on record and saying I was not part of that decision. No, you were not. Uh, you were not. You were, you were a reason we held off on the cameras for a while, but you were not part of the actual decision. I, I, and that's why I think, like... And it's, I'm amazed when you see these numbers, when we're talking about Facebook, in that, like, people are just constantly on it all the time. And I've been that person the last two weeks. Not Facebook as much, but more Twitter because of the conventions. And, you know, we're trying to, you know, like I, I've been, you know, using that as essentially as a note taking service. Every time I see something, I tweet it. And right. then you go back and you look at your tweets right. and you can remember what you wanted there, to talk about. It gives so it's you a helpful. good timeline. Yeah, it does give you a good timeline, but it's, it, it is work 24-7. Yeah. You're just working all the it time. Does, I think the reason, and it just seems like lately, because uh, we've been using it more for uh, interactions with uh, relatives and uh, friends from around the country and right. around the globe. It's an easy way where you don't have to actually talk uh, vocally to them, but you can communicate with the family and keep in touch. And you know everybody's okay, and you're you're done. I see that you know more and more where people are. You know those are just your friends. That's your inner core. You're good. Um, that's not a bad way to use it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I. It's just, uh, you're right. It's probably, I mean, for us, it's part of business. I mean, Pat mm-hmm. would never turn on Facebook if, if he didn't think it was good for oh, the my show. Oh, no. But it is good for the show. Uh, Jeffy would be. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you'd, be in, you'd be doing it anyway. I mean, God only knows what kind of weird direct messages you're getting. We know there's some reason you're on these social networks all the time. We know that's happening. Um, we, we know there's some wiener-esque scandals that could be mm-hmm. uh, unveiled. You're swapping uh, pictures with Madeline Albright or whatever the deal whatever is. Whatever the deal is, we, we know, know it's something. something. <laughs> Madeline, if you want to Snapchat me, you go ahead. <laughs> Are you on Snapchat, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think I have a Snapchat. No account. public. Uh, none of I'm us have, have a public. To, Glenn has one, I guess. I don't know. If yeah, I'm gonna have it. to get. I'm gonna have to. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't have a Snapchat because I got the Instagram. Uh, I got the Snapchat Vine, which I don't is, use. Look, Snapchat built for Jeffy. Let's be honest I about love it. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, here is a this is a giant company <laughs> worth a fortune that was built on the back of child porn. This is Jeffy's whoa. social network of choice. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, some of them are now of age. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, what, I'm, supposed to, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to think they're lying when they tell me. No, how I don't know. Let's not get into that. Uh, but it, I guess it's just stop. fascinating to me that Exxon Mobil is a company. That provides a, a serve, service, a product, a product <laughs> yes. that fuels civilization. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's how important it is. It is actually providing the fuel of all civilization. <laughs> uh, Facebook lets you post pictures, and I like Facebook. I mean, you know, to the to the level of like it's a turning into a, just a giant cable system. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you, we, a lot of people here are doing Facebook Lives now. Um, you know, which is pretty cool. I, I was thinking about doing that at some point too. It's kind of like, but again, I always look at this as it's an interesting way to. We're on to live exp- enough. Uh, I know. I know. For I me, know. I, I, I'm on all day live, five hours every stinking yeah. day. The yeah. last thing I want to do is go live and walk around with Facebook all night. I understand that. Oh my um, gosh! Of course, it's a way to engage <laughs> listeners in the show and the message yes. and everything else, so you yes. can understand why it's helpful. We yeah. had someone come in here, uh, you know, some consultant person a while ago, um, and we were at, we had a meeting with them. I don't know if you were on this one, Pat. Um, and they were talking about social networks and how they're important, and and 
and we haven't seen them since, um, uh, probably because I, we did not um, we did not do these things, or at least I didn't do these mm. things. Um, but it was like she was explaining social networks and how they're effective for people in the media, and. I was. My questions were like, right, how many times should I post a day? Like, what should, what kind of post should I do? Like, what, what, how many? What, mm-hmm. Like, should I hit people with a lot of short ones? Should I write longer form stuff and post? What's most effective to grow the audience? To you know, grow the business? To make the audience satisfied with the experience? How do you do that? And her answer was essentially like, if you're thinking about it like that, you're doing it wrong. Yes. Like if it's if it's not just your life and you love it, you're not going to be good at it. Right. Like it's there that's what it is. Like the, you you love doing it, you're doing it all the time. It's all you want to do every moment you want to have posted. You want to all that's that's what you think about, it's how, what you live, it's what you breathe. That's the only way it works. And that's when I realized it's never going to work. Right. Yeah, but for even, me, was, even uh, stepping back just a maybe even just a half a step away from that. It's more of uh uh, maybe not every day or everything that you do, but it's an opportunity when something is actually happening. You know, like we talked about the uh, the standing behind the phones watching concerts, uh, you know, where right. even the, the artists are saying, hey, put your phone down. Well, no, I'm enjoying the concert. This is how I'm enjoying this is it how through I'm the phone. It, so I'm yeah. doing it. So it's almost like that. When you're doing something that's enjoyable to you, you need to share it on social media. <laughs> it's crazy that's it. to me. Just- I'd rather just enjoy life. I, I don't care to, you know, it drives me out of my mind. I've got family members who want to snap photos of absolutely every event, everything, every movement, everything we do. <laughs> Let's take another picture. It's going to be light up for pictures. We've got to get another picture. Get that picture. No! That's I don't like, want another picture. That sounds like a very specific family member. <laughs> I got, there's several of them. Okay, there's right. several of them. That was a composite okay, voice. Composite. That was like a composite girlfriend in Obama's book. Yes. Uh, okay, that was a composite yes. person. Uh, but you're right. My you're right. Oh, oh my god! Hate it. Uh, just, let's just enjoy the I, moment. Now, okay. I, I want to give you a fact that it, unfortunately I saw it on social media, so I don't know if it's true. <laughs> uh, but it was something to the effect of, I'm making the numbers up a little bit here, but 10 percent of all photos ever taken by human beings have been taken within the last 12 months. It sounds like that could be almost true. Wow. It's because how many we're taking now. It's to your point. Well, yeah, I, I mean that's, that's probably true. That's probably now whether it's exactly accurate, true. but it's probably close to true because it's constantly yeah. accelerating. Yeah, because we. Um, I mean, that's all people do now is take photos or videotape or you know some form of that phone in your face at all times. Yeah, it's I mean, amazing. It could be a completely BS statistic. But I don't when know. You it put, sounds. I mean, it, it's like it's like the statistic of like you know Barack Obama has had more death than all others <laughs> combined. Well, yes, he has, and he he has been a, a huge problem with that. However, of course. Really early on, like we were like nine dollars in debt, and we almost we almost went into civil war. Like we've had a big change of attitude. So most yeah. of the debt has happened recently, and of course, there's been inflation and all those other things that partially explain that issue. Um, where with and that's what happens here with social media. It's just we are at a point now where that's just what we do. All we do all the time is document everything, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's at some level, oops, crazy. It really it does get to that point where it's just like. Yeah, I, it is. I, I, I'm just tired Stop. of it. Stop. I've obviously yeah. had a long week. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> of know. like a lot of 1 a.m. bedtimes and just tweet. I just like yes. I, I had no sleep this week. Maybe that's it. More Pat but and Stu coming up. Jeffy is the only one on the show who has that. 
Like, you want to do that. Like, that's... Yeah, I don't mind. It's okay. There are times when I want to turn it off. So. I don't think there's a lot of times. I've been up there. Yeah, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get a bottle of water because he's tweeting. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Pat and Stu, 888 beck We told you yesterday that uh, I'm going to let you know about some uh, ice cream that does not melt. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're doing. Right. Let's, let's roll it out. And uh, Natasha. Yeah. What kind of Natasha, ice cream Natasha, let's uh, roll it out. Let's, yeah, Natasha, bring, what's that, Natasha? Bring bring it right she's now. been in this room. I mean, she, 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 no, she, she has nothing to do with this show she anymore, does she? No. Sad, as Donald Trump would say. <laughs> I mean, no one brings us food anymore. We used to have food on this show all the time. All the time. There was a time where people cared about this show. Yeah, not I mean, anymore. Not, not really, but they said they cared about this show. Well, and they cared now, enough to once in a while bring food. Yeah. Not, not anymore. You know? Like, for example, Justin, this is his last day uh, on the show. He's leaving. Uh, and he's not, he didn't even bother sticking around for the whole show. He left already. No, he's gone. He's gone. Last, uh, last Pat Sue, camera guy. He's gone. Sad! Sad! Yeah, no one cares. Funny. No one cares. No one, when's the last time we had breakfast lasagna? I don't know that we ever have. <laughs> Frankly, no, I'm just trying to get so, it started. It's been a long time. It's been a long been time. Been a long time. Eternity, You're right. When's the, la- when's the last time we had funeral potatoes? Oh my gosh! Remember that? Remember that those was days? When she cared. Yeah, that was what yes. she cared. Wow. We had that. Yes. We had that chocolate pudding thing that she made. Right. Oh, that was good. You Both know, th- good. this is old. This is old timey talk. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Sad. <laughs> uh, but gastronaut ice cream, originally designed for astronauts. Uh, you know, just to provide. Something good while they're in space. Right. But um, what sort of witchcraft did gastronaut founder Robert Killignan use to stop this new ice cream from melting? Uh, freeze dries. He freeze dries the ice cream. Process of rapidly freezing something before subjecting it to a high vacuum in order to remove the ice element by turning it into a gas uh, rather than leaving it in the product to melt when the temperature rises. So we've had... We've, we've actually had quite a bit of freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah, I mean... Because uh, yeah. we have the freeze-dryer here. Right. And it is really good. Yeah, it's good. It's now, really he good. says freeze-dried ice cream, uh, astronaut ice cream, sold at space museums and camping stores. He says he's eaten that whole his whole life, but it doesn't taste good because they start with the cheapest ice cream imaginable. I will say that's the difference maybe with that's the stuff the we've had. Because they now, made we it don't do the, that. They yeah. made it here with Bluebell. And it's delicious. It's really freaking good. <laughs> really good. In order to remedy this subpar taste, they explain they sourced super premium organic ice cream made in Brooklyn. You could scoop it up and put it in a cone. Instead, I slice it into rectangles and put it into a freeze dryer for a day. After it's freeze dried, you pop it in your mouth. This is We're already ahead of this guy. I don't know what yeah. he's talking about. We yeah, already, we've done we this, this a lot. We already do this. Wait, hard I don't know that we added a touch of sea salt to it, but uh, he mm-hmm. says that's the key. Mm-hmm. Ice cream is salty enough. You don't need to add extra salt in your life. What kind of ice cream are you eating? I mean, it's salty enough. Uh, the guys raised sweet almost forty forty thousand dollars for this uh, project on Kickstarter, um, and he's trying to take it to the next level. A twelve dollar donation to his campaign will get you two gastronaut ice cream bars of your own, uh, and then you know it doesn't melt. I guess you can put it in the sun and it won't melt. Now, see, I thought it was going to be actual ice cream, and then you could leave it out, and it wouldn't melt. Now, that would be interesting, but apparently they 
haven't gotten there. No, no, no. Are they ever going to get there, Jeffy? You know a lot about food. No. No. <laughs> no, they won't. Probably not. Because, frankly, cream will melt, and the uh, you know, ice crystals will also melt. <laughs> so, there's uh, no way to do that without freeze-drying. So now that we've uh, got your appetite all revved up, let me mm-hmm. give you this story. Right. Um, competitors taking part in some of the aquatic events at the Rio Olympics next month have been oh, warned. Oh, this is a delicious story. Yeah. Warned delicious. not to uh, open their mouths while they're swimming because they might catch serious illness uh, from polluted water. Health experts warned Olympic mm-hmm. marathon swimmers, sailors, and windsurfers competing in Rio's uh, Guanab- Guanabra? I don't know, Guanabra Bay, uh, where a body was found floating in the lead-up to the Games. To be uh, ultra Okay, careful. so there was a dead body yeah, in the water. Was a, there, was a, there, was one de- there was a dead body, one. Okay, okay. just floating out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's a big deal. Whatever. Um, it has been it happens. It does happen. It happens. Thank you. Right? Mm. Could be any body of water anywhere around the world. Right. And there... It happened. It happened. Um, so, environmentalists and scientists have voiced their concerns about the bay, uh, saying they are much more contaminated than previously thought. One Brazilian doctor even warned that Olympic marathon swimmers will be, quote, literally swimming in human crap, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you want to keep your mouth closed so you don't get human crap in your mouth while you're swimming mm-hmm. in the Olympics. Jeffy, would you take a dip in that uh, body of water? <clears throat> Sure, why not? <laughs> there's human crap. We just actually talked about the human crap problem. Yeah. Uh, there's human in what in what body of water? In the bay in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, we nice shut though. water we shut bodies of water down in the United uh-huh. States of America when it, it looks beautiful still looks beautiful, does uh-huh. not look as horrible as what we're seeing in Rio. No. And they get readings of, you know, point oh oh nine or whatever they're readings of some sort of uh, fecal matter in it and they shut the beaches down. Yes. Like how, yeah, you can't even go close. True. It's very true. <laughs> I, love, I love how you're like, yeah, it's, it's just fecal matter. That was the Jeffy argument there. <laughs> it's a little fecal matter. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they, they go crazy with it yes, sometimes. It's and, unbelievable. And there was a story today, I mean, that we're getting them all the time. I kind of feel like some of this is maybe a little overkill because they always do this for the Olympics. And it's, yes. they usually always get the Olympics always happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I feel so, like every year, you're right, the same thing happens. It's always a disaster. It always winds up happening. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, almost like they, the, the, either they're not ready with the right, stadiums, so they need with more the facilities. Money, they need, or, yeah. It, something's you know, always up. Yeah. But. But these these Brazilian games does seem, seem especially bad. Yes, the it does. Zika and the the human feces and in the, the water and the we've had crime we've had, uh, and, we've had the kidnapping already, mm-hmm, right? One mm-hmm. of the one of the again, like there's kidnappings in Rio like every three minutes. I know that, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the problem. But that's part of the right, problem. But it's like it's not anything more for the Olympics. And then there was I a mean, story today about uh, they were talking about how the horses the uh, the horses travel to the Olympics and everything. And Brazil is having a big. They make. All these people go through a huge checklist, uh, even the, you know, with the Olympic horses, to get mm-hmm. them into the country. And they have to register right down to every horse tack and horseshoe just to get into, get into the country. But we have swimmers swimming in uh, you know, human waste. Come on. Yeah, it's, come on now. it's nasty. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these games uh, come off. Yes, it will. Because uh, Brazil probably wasn't a great choice for this. That <laughs> not... Not a good choice. Yeah, here's a good choice. They, it should just be in, in an American city every time. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. You shouldn't go anywhere yes. else. It should just be here every year, every single four years, because it's the only place yes. that's even moderately safe to travel. Yes. Everywhere else sucks. Indeed. Mm-hmm. That's you said a, a mouthful there. That's, a, that's the American, uh, new, new American slogan. Everywhere else sucks. 
Uh, that's not a new one, man. I, my my dad, around my dad told me that for for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want to travel outside of the United States for? Everything he needs right here. I kind of, am, I'm kind of with him on that actually, uh, with the exception of uh, a couple minor trips, a couple no, islands. I, I, I like, I like the islands that are right off the coast of the United States. Well, he was in the Toronto. I like to go there. He was in the Navy. For a Blue Jays game. That's about it. He was in the Navy. Traveled all around the world. He goes, I've been to all those places, and uh, the United States is the only place you need to be. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've certainly done. Yeah. You know, I've have you been, seen everything you can see in all of our states? No, <laughs> the then same, do that. I have that same thought. It's like there's so many places in the United States I haven't been. Why don't I check those out? <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is at least I know there's going to be running water. There's going to be electricity. Mm-hmm. Right. There's going to be uh, chain mm-hmm. restaurants where I can get food I like. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, and really, up, what do you need? Up up until maybe another year or so, nobody will be asking you for your papers going state to state. Yeah, we got a good year for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It's good. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too. Uh, it's inevitable. Obviously, that was all uh, premised on the idea that we didn't have Donald Trump as president or Hillary Clinton yeah. as president. We're really screwed, aren't we? Yes, we are. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> I guess I can find something. That's already. never been truer than at this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, I got about eight minutes, Jeffy. Go. We should uh, warn me. Yeah, go. You're supposed to, we have warned you. You're supposed to do it every day. By the way, uh, MSNBC is doing a segment right now, Obama's America versus Trump's America from their speeches. So incredibly unfair. Uh, so, so bad. Uh, so transparently <laughs> I mean, bad. I mean, transparently bad and partisan, absolutely. But, I mean, easy also. Oh, easy. No easy for them uh, yes. to do. Because Trump just said Trump's that America talking about, sucked. Uh, uh, America has been degraded by this guy, though. Yes. And, and, and that's he's, fair. That's, he's talking and about there was that. There no mixture from Trump. But to though. Obama, yeah. of course, everything's so much better now. Well, right. bull look, crap. Look, we all know it's a lot of bull crap. But, I, I mean, I would have uh, preferred, if, if I wanted Trump, uh, you know, if I was a big on the Trump train, I would have preferred preferred him, yes, lay out the issues of the country, Yes, but I mean, some sort of positive vision for the country that had yeah, some sort of level yes, of detail right. would be nice, and he did not right. do that. No and he, way. he doesn't do that. And it was and a dark, it was, it was a, a dark, dark speech. convention. Convention. It was a, it was, I mean, the whole convention was, but a, a particularly his speech. Yeah, his was really dark. It was dark. Um, but again, you know, I mean... It, the argument is obviously things aren't going so well. So I understand that it's not going to be right. uh, necessarily. I mean, very few people have been able to master what Reagan did. So to put it at that standard um, is not great. But I mean, you know, Reagan took office in a disaster. He sure uh, did. You know, it was not uh, a Jimmy Carter disaster. Yeah. Who, by the way, spoke at the convention for the Democrats? Did he? Uh, when? Yeah, they recorded video. His grandson oh. spoke, and then they threw it to a recorded video of yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. How old is he, Jeffy? He's probably uh, younger than most of our candidates. He's fossilized now. No, he, <laughs> he's fossilized. He is. Like, Wait a minute, he's actually Jimmy younger Carter than Hillary. Is, he might be. <laughs> he's actually I 68. So. I don't think he is no. either. I don't think so. No, he's, I always get he's probably, what, 85? Got to be 91. in his 80s. 91. 91. Yeah. Wow. All right, so what do you got wow. for us? 91. You know, that I was reminded, too, I didn't realize how close the Clintons and the Trumps were and or slash are 
because uh, I saw a story today that uh, how good friends uh, Ivanka and the daughter and the, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea are. They're oh, are they really good friends? Oh, the really? husbands know each other. Oh, I didn't know that. They, uh, they well, Kushner is a Democrat, basically. So, huh. uh, and that's Ivanka's husband. Yeah. She and she's a Democrat. I mean, Ivanka's. Oh, I don't definitely. Know, I think she's registered Democrat, but but she donated tons of money to Cory Booker, who was speaking at the other convention. Chelsea was talking. Oh, we're just friends. We just talk like friends do. You know, wow. We talk about everything like friends do. What a That's sweet, fascinating. What an effing scam this it is. is. I know. We have no choice at all between these two. I know. It's Clinton versus Clinton, and we're all it sitting here ex- like, oh, I can't wait for my team to win. Who cares? <laughs> This is same. It was unbelievable. This story. I mean, I watched. It was a video this morning before the show. I forget what network was doing it, but they were making it out like it was. You know, now they're they're. You know, they've split apart on their politics. And when it comes to fathers, have they though? Yeah, have Have they? they Really? Have they? Uh huh. And they show them both with their kids and their families together. Fascinating. I didn't know that either. Did you know they were good friends, the daughters? I didn't know that. Nope, not until uh, the Jeffy segment, which is why we give it such high priority on the show. Agonizing, right? We always want to make sure we get to why we leave him three full minutes uh, (laughs) to do this, and it's also why he doesn't prepare anything for. Right. Yes. Exactly. So I, mean, do, I, do, I, I find stories yeah, I, for you. I don't know what you're talking about. You I, actually have something. I find some stuff every once in a while. Find something. What do you every have? Once in a while. We can talk about. Uh, we talked about apps and uh, how many people are using newer, newer apps. But I saw a story uh, last week where music downloads now are outgoing all the other downloads. Everybody is downloading music by the tons. And I saw uh, some stats here this past week. Uh, the headline is Katie and Brittany are back. Uh, your your girl Brittany. Stu is back. Uh, Katy Perry, 137, over 137 downloads this week of her uh, Rise song. You mean 137,000 million? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 137,000. Okay. You said, you said 137. That wouldn't be a lot. That would not be a lot. It would be well, a little over 137 would be, you know, <laughs> almost 138. That's what she got. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, but your girl Brittany last week, and your girl Brittany got uh, almost a hundred thousand. Well, uh, did she her, have a new for her make me thing out? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's got a yet, new uh, new videos, new new uh, new tour. She's huh, Brittany. Well, she's back. not doing a tour, right? She's just doing the Vegas thing. With the yeah, right, I guess that's true. With the, but I thought it was she's she, got a uh, a theater they built her. How in. old is she now? Is she already she retired to Vegas? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah that is she's, no longer the thing, man. Yeah, so you, don't, no. you don't have to retire to Vegas wow. anymore. It's no, a, they gave her the, They gave her so much money. Thirty-four. She's thirty-four. They're 34. giving her like a million dollars and she's a week back. or something ridiculous. She's thirty-four and she's back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. What is uh? How much is Brittany making in Vegas? You have any wow. idea, Jeff? I I don't exactly. We can find out quick enough. Um, because I, I, I don't know her. She went there and she did like a year or so, right? And it was so it went okay. over. Here we go. Go ahead. She's doing. Uh, she. <laughs> this is uh, from her 2014 uh, deal. It's a residency yeah. at uh, the Hard Rock. Is it? I can't remember which theater. Uh, it is at. Uh, we're playing in Hollywood. I can't remember which one it is. Um, anyway, I don't remember. But uh, 400. Uh, Celine Dion makes mm-hmm. 476 thousand dollars a show. That's good money. <laughs> Not bad. How many shows? Uh, does same she do? for uh, four hundred seventy-five thousand per performance. Um, she does uh, one hundred and forty shows a year. Total sixty-six point five million dollars a year. That's for Celine. No, that's for Brittany. Brittany. Oh, Brittany. 
66 million, million a year? That's not without an album. It's without anything oh, else. That's not without the TV and show. She doesn't have to travel. She stays in the same freaking place. This is why a lot of people wow. are starting to do this now. I mean, why not? Wow. It's a way better deal. And they're making all their money off of touring anyway. Everyone goes to Vegas. Right. They don't uh-huh. care what they spend when they're there. You get to stay home. You get to stay home. Just buy yourself a nice house in Vegas. Yeah. And then you, she has kids, and she gets to go hang out in 140 shows a year. Jeez. Which is, you know, that's not... I You're mean, not even working half the year? Not even half the year. Well, she's got, she does the... She was doing the TV show, so she's making some cash from that, right? The... Um, what the heck show was she doing? I don't one know. One of the reality shows. One of the bringing, judging shows. She was a judge on one of the shows that they oh, were airing. Oh, I don't know if she's but still doing that. I don't know either. I mean, if she's making that much money in Vegas, why? Right. I mean, And the issue with yeah. Vegas, I think now it's reversed to, like, it used to be you went through your career, you failed. A few people had, not, not failed, but, like, it went away. Yeah. And then, you know, people had some nice warm memories of you. They'd go see you in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now it's you have to have a career before you can get to Vegas. Because right. like it's like the people that are a big star like right off the top. Now it's not that doesn't include, this doesn't include people like Taylor Swift, obviously, who made 170 million dollars last year. But what was Britney on that list? Eighth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, and she's not she doesn't have to move. She doesn't have to go around the country. She doesn't have to tweet anybody. Yeah, she that's do pretty nice. It's a nice gig. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah.